The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is our best bet show for week 12. If you're listening to this, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you are still full. Hope you're slathering up a turkey sandwich with stuffing and cranberry sauce on a bunch of, like, toasted white bread and about to go back into a coma to watch football all day Friday, probably all day Saturday, and then definitely all day Sunday. Hope you won all your bets. Hope we won all our bets. Joining me now to break down the Week 12 slate, RJ White and Pete Prisco. What's up, fellas? Not much. I'm excited to see how this goes with uh, no Debo here and Pete having you know to mess with his audio. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, this so it'll be fine. Pete's in the studio because he's got to do work because Pete grinds for CBS 8 Sports HQ. You can watch it 24-7 streaming sports network. We're going to rip through every every single game on the slate. You know, we could have done it. We could have done it on Thursday, but certain people aren't working on Thanksgiving. Yeah, me. <laughs> no, the people need – I guess we could have done it on Thursday. Uh, I could work on Thursday. Yeah, sure you could have. Yeah. I've only gone one place on Thursday now, so it's not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, but let's dive into it. We've got a big slate which got bigger on Wednesday when it was announced that the Ravens and Steelers game was moved off of Thursday night into Sunday slate. TBD on who will broadcast it. Uh, hot take, Pete. I like two games on Thanksgiving better than three. You do? I don't. You done with work uh, earlier. Well, because I'm working until 4 o'clock, 4.30 or whatever, 5, and I'd like to get home and sit down and relax and watch a game. But now they don't have anything, so I got to – Switch over to college football. I think there's a, a college game at seven o'clock. I think, uh, New Mexico, I think is playing on yeah. Thursday night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, no, I don't like this. And, and it'll be interesting to see if, what happens going forward, but I, I definitely like three on uh, Thursday. And so I, I did, uh, plan on watching New Mexico. Well, what, uh, what do you think about this game in particular? It, I would guess that now the line drifts a little bit closer to, three and rj can correct me if i'm wrong here it got as high as five then came back down to four one would think that i guess jk dobbins and mark ingram won't be playing because they tested positive instead of just being on the close contact list but assuming the ravens can get everybody there have more practice time or at least have more time to prep uh, i would guess that the line is closer to three let's say three and 45 for the sake of this podcast who do you like pete i like 
the Steelers. I think the Ravens are a mess. Uh, I think they're a mess in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I, I think they need to allow Lamar Jackson, I wrote that on Thursday, to throw more on first down. It, it, they got to let him, let him loose, let him play free. Yeah, they run the ball, it's great and everything, but this is a passing league. And he needs to get loose on first down. And until they show me that they do that, I'll take the Steelers minus the points. I like the Ravens coming into the week, as we talked about on the uh, the Thanksgiving podcast that we did. I had the Ravens plus three and a half, and then eight minutes later, the COVID news came out, and and I was like, well, I got to stick with it now because it's already up. Now that the game is canceled or postponed, you know, that, that cancels everyone's bets, so now I don't have that anymore. Um, so the logic would be, yeah, tripping to three, you should probably like the Ravens again. I don't know though. I think the Steelers are using this as motivation now. This is a NFL is screwing us with the schedule every single week. We lost our buy. Now we lost our mini buy that we were going to get after this game. You know, we're never going to get a break this a real break this season I think this is the kind of thing that rallies p- teams together like when New England gets Tom Brady suspended and the players don't think it's fair and that becomes a, a big old rally uh, rallying point for the team there so I could see the the Steelers really using this as motivation come out and just beating the tar out of the Ravens because even though they might get more players back they're going to get some of the con- close contact tracing back but I think seven players have already tested positive from what the news reports say as of Wednesday uh, those guys aren't coming back they're not going to get enough negative tests to, to clear for a Sunday game so you're still going to be shorthanded when you're the Ravens Steelers with that motivation factor. I think they probably win this game. Yeah. I, I want to take the Ravens with the plus the points. Cause it's typically in these matchup games between the Ravens and the Steelers. If you've taken the points over the past years, you've done pretty well, but at the same time I'm with you. I think it's very concerning how well the Steelers are playing and how poorly the Ravens have played, not just in terms of, you know, the defense not being as good as it was last year, but more importantly, the offense. I mean, Greg Roman's in his own head. Dude can't, get, like, can't commit to something. And I don't know if he's being told to develop Lamar as a pocket passer, but they had a 21-10 lead against the Titans and started throwing downfield. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not what you do well. Uh, I think the Steelers can come back on him if they need to. So I will probably lean towards the Steelers as well. I think I'd probably rather get the Steelers in a money line parlay. I'd like the idea of, them in a money line parlay with Washington. Um, but you know, that's not going to happen because I mean, you can still do it, I guess. It just can't do it on Thanksgiving, which is sort of takes the fun out of it. So no best bet here for me. Hard for anybody to have a best bet here because we don't really know what the line is. Let's move along to a, another game. The Bears and Packers will play on Sunday night. We have. The Chicago, I'm clearly very prepared for this, for this podcast. Uh, we have the Chicago Bears as huge dogs in Green Bay. Green Bay minus eight and a half. The total is 45. This is a pretty huge game for Chicago, Pete, because they've lost a bunch of games in a row. What do you like in this game? This is a hard game for me. I, 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 the Bears are terrible on offense and usually the teams that give the Packers problems are the teams that are good on offense and can run it. And, uh, you know, they can't run it at all, but the Bears are good at defense. So if I, I don't love the game, but if I had a lean, I would lean to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, uh, bouncing back. Um, but again, what, what are the, what's the Bears offense? What are they going to give them? Are they going to give them anything? I, I can't go that way. I know eight and a half is a lot of points, but I'd probably lean to the Packers. I don't love it either way. This is a spot where I probably should like the Bears. You know, they they had success. I'm done. I'm off the Bears bandwagon. I'm done picking. <laughs> uh, 
the, the Green Bay offense has been able to score against good defenses other than that Tampa game where they had 10 points, but they played a bunch of other good defenses. They played Indy last week and they scored 31. Um, I'm not worried about the matchup. Chicago's offense hasn't had any success lately, even in good matchups, even when they should have had some success. Cause it's like they, they put, it's like playing Madden on beginner level or rookie level, whatever it's called. That's what they got in those matchups and they still couldn't do anything. So can they score more than 17 or 20 here? I don't think they can. I mean, it might have been get to that range, but I think that's the absolute max. And I think Green Bay with their success against good defenses can still get to the high 20s, 30s. So it's a big number in a divisional game for Green Bay. I think they probably cover the eight and a half, but I'm going to make that part of my teaser just to be safe. Get them under the field goal. Packers minus two and a half. Gotta love that one. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, the last few weeks, the Packers have been heavily featured in everybody's teasers, including like y'alls and people I know who are sharp betters. And they didn't need it. You didn't really need the teaser. Uh, you did, you know, didn't work out very well. I guess you needed it against Green Bay, right? Actually against Indianapolis last week. So that hey, was good to have a teaser. Yeah. And I think it's smart to have a teaser here too. Nick Foles is not afraid to throw some crap, you know, garbage time touchdown late in the game to, you know, manage to s- screw up the eight and a half cover. And so as a result, I, I think that's a really smart idea to put Green Bay as a prominent teaser team. I don't see how they lose to this Bears squad. I just think Chicago's too, too defeated right now and, and feels that the season's slipping away. Home game for in prime time for Aaron Rodgers is where he carves up a defense, even a good defense. I like the under as a best bet here at 45. I just don't think we'll get a ton of points uh, from from the uh, from the Packers or the Bears combined in this spot. So Thanks. I have the Packers. I do have the Packers like RJ as a teaser is one part of my teaser. But okay. I just eight and a half just seemed like a lot to me. And, and I wanted to lay it, but just seemed like too many. Yeah, I just worry about the under is that uh, Packers could score a bunch early and then um, then giving up a little garbage time point to the Bears. They get to 20 when they probably shouldn't. And then your uh, teasers kind of your uh, unders kind of screwed up. Oh yeah, could definitely see it happening. Like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have three passing touchdowns in the first 15 minutes of the game. And I'm like, well, that under was fun. Uh, but I'm going to take it anyway. By the way, you didn't even, you didn't even go over our records for last week. I got lucky to get to 500. This is what happens when I don't have Debo. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you're, you're a mess. I'm a driftless shell of myself. Basically, everyone was around 500 last week. I think two people were on 500. Pete, Pete might have went one game over. I was one game under. Everybody's still was, over 500, 500 for this. I think I was only 500, RJ. Okay, so maybe I Kenny was the one that went one game over. I, yeah. I, when I looked at it, I saw one 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 uh, person was one game over. I was one game under. Everybody's over 500 for the season still. So still solid numbers overall, but we're, we're looking for that the big successful week like we had at the beginning of the season. Yes. I, look, we're, we're, we're treading water. We're not going to always be, you know, sprinting down the, you know, get, it's a marathon. You got to tread some water, take a break, drift a little bit. Uh, Chiefs and Buccaneers, a great game. I mean, a huge game and actually a huge game. Uh, you know, when you factor in the Steelers and Ravens, we playing on Sunday as well because the Buccaneers, I mean, the Chiefs are trying to chase down the Steelers for that number one seed. I believe they will have the tiebreaker strength of victory. Depending on if this, what game the Steelers would lose, but that's you know, something to consider. If the Chiefs are on the table, the Steelers might have to run the table and go 16 to get the one seed, which is nuts. Uh, Chiefs minus three and a half at Tampa Bay, Pete. Total of 56. Yeah, this isn't one of my best bets. Uh, I'm just, this is one of those games where you sit back and relax and watch it and enjoy it because, uh, I think it's going to be a fun game for Mahomes and gang. Back to back road games always concerning. I know the stadiums are different and it's, you know, than they were used to be and what we're used to. Tom Brady's 0 for 15 on his last 20 throws over 20 yards. I mean, 0 for 15 on his last 15 throws, 20 yards or more. That's bad. He just didn't look good. And, uh, I think the Chiefs will come in here and be able to score. We saw Jarek Goff carve up that 
you know, Tampa Bay defense. You don't line up and you run the ball. Well, who's the best passer in the league? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is. I, I take the, if I leaned into it one way, I would take the Chiefs for sure. Yeah, the Rams exposed that, that Tampa Bay pass defense on Monday. Mahomes should have a field day here. I think Tampa is still bound to bounce back from an awful, awful offensive game. I mean, they can run against a Kansas City defense, and that'll help Brady out some. We, for whatever reason, they didn't try to run at all against the Rams, and um, he needs that running game. And that's where KC struggles on defenses against the run. Bucks are still likely a great team. They're, they may not be, you know, the best team, a Super Bowl favorite, but they're still a great team. It would still be in, in everybody's, you know, top tens and 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 um, you know, ranking among the top tier teams in the league and great teams should not be three and a half point home dogs to anyone. So I'm not going to make it a best bet because of how bad Tampa's looked and how, how many points Kansas city can score whenever they want. But I would lean Tampa, especially if you're getting the the hook there with the plus three and a half. Yeah. It's a lot of points for the chiefs to be laying as good as they've been. They, you know, they have, well, actually I take it back. It's not, it's not crazy. The chiefs could easily cover this, but I think one of the things that, that you need to look at with Tampa Bay and there's their lack of success, people keep pointing to the primetime stuff. I don't think it's primetime. Brady's fine at primetime. It's not as John Breach implied the fact that Tom Brady's out past his bedtime. What it is more likely is that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers aren't good against great pass rushes or great defenses this year. And that's just the reality. They haven't been good against those teams. The Chiefs have a good defense, not a great defense. Uh, maybe they'll come on strong like they did last year, but I think this turns into a shootout. You know, we've seen the Chiefs and the Buccaneers put up a ton of points or, you know, individually. And I don't know that you're going to, I don't think Andy Reid's teams tend to go under when he's forced to run the football. You ain't running the football against the Buccaneers. They're going to attack down the field. They're not going to slow down the, the Chiefs. And I don't think the Chiefs will slow down Tom Brady getting a little vertical here either. Uh, the, the Buccaneers will need to come and play and, and play well. I like the over 56 here, a ton of points. Uh, I don't care. I will take the over in that spot. We got a spicy AFC East game, sort of. Buccaneer, the, the Dolphins coming off a, the first loss in like a month. The Jets still haven't won a game. The Dolphins are trying to hang around in the playoff talk. And there's, the Dolphins are seven point road favorites in New York with a total of 45, 44 and a half. And Pete, I believe you have a best bet here. I do on the JETS. Again. Jets. And you know what? I think they have a legitimate chance to win the game. How about that? I just don't think Miami is that good. I think Tua getting pulled last week was a bad look for him and a bad look for the team. Uh, and I think he's going to struggle here, even though Jets stink on defense and everybody throws all over him. He just hasn't looked that good. And they clearly lack the confidence in him by pulling him in that situation. So uh, I think the Jets did some decent things on offense against the Chargers last week. And I think they're going to show up and play in this game. I, you know, I think they have a chance to win it. Uh, I'm not saying they will, but I, I will take the Jets plus the points. That's way too many points. Pete's clapping his hands like Hercules when he talks about uh, the Jets. I love it. Um, <laughs> I also have the Jets as a Sorry, I do think, though, that Pete has, like, kind of been onto something here where he 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 picked the right time to jump on the Jets against the spread bandwagon. Like, he's mm-hmm. done a good job of sort of identifying when they were a value, which is not easy to do for a winless team. Yeah, it's big getting those that offense healthy and getting those guys back. They actually have receivers to throw to. I have a best bet, Jets plus seven as well. I am also on the Jets money line. I think they are going to win this game. Um, I think they can win this game, but I think they are going to win this game. In four games since the bye, the Dolphins have scored 11 touchdowns, but only four touchdown drives of more than 33 yards. They had one game where they had three good touchdown drives, and then the rest of them, it's all these lucky bounces and defensive t- scores and, and special team scores and short fields. The Jets offense is now healthy, and they've had back 
back-to-back games with 27 plus points despite playing Joe Flacco at quarterback. Um, you know, Sam Darnold could be back for this game. I think that would be an upgrade, but even if Flacco plays, they're going to be in this game. Um, only one of the seven touchdowns that they've had in that two game span where they've scored 27 plus points was a short drive. The rest are 70 plus yards. They can move the ball down the field. They can get into the end zone. Dolphins have not shown that ability. And then with Tua getting benched, you know, we'll see how that, that works, but that's just not a good offense right now. You know, I'm not sure that, that that offense is good enough to beat a bad Jets defense as bad as the Jets defense is. So maybe the Miami defense gets another big play for a gift touchdown, but even if that happens, I'm not sure they cover the seven anyway. Way too many points on the road for a team with an offense that isn't good. Take the Jets. Think about taking a little bit on the Jets money line. Think about taking a little bit on the Jets Jaguars money line parlay for plus. <laughs> this could be a crazy weekend. Jets Jaguars and, uh, and maybe you could even, uh, if you're feeling really frisky and you want to get your party started early on, you could go Lions. Texans, Jets, Jaguars, Moneyline Parlay. Lions, Washington. Lions, Washington. Sorry. Right. What do you think about that? And all of a sudden you get one of those, uh, you get both of those Thanksgiving games and all you're thinking Jets, Jaguars coming up on Sunday. Yeah. I would have to. Just go Jets, Jaguars. Like what if you do that and you lose the Lions one and then you win the Jets, Jaguars? How dumb do you feel at that point? Pretty stupid. Jets. You think the Jaguars are going to win? Oh, well, okay. Well, RJ clearly has the best bet on the Jaguars. Then. I think they could win. I, I think it's different from this one. I think they could win. But I, I just, yeah, we'll talk about that one in a minute. I don't think they, I don't necessarily think they will, but I think they could. Okay. We not, I didn't include the Jaguars on the list, did we? Because probably because they, they, they aren't up on the board. No, they're in there. Okay. They are in there. Good. Um, again, Debo not here this week. I'm a mess. What would you do if somebody didn't hold your hand every damn day? Probably walk around with no pants on and forget to shower. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah, in the past. it's like the Simpsons. Just watch the episode of the Simpsons and you'd see how Will Brinson would act. Cause it's unbelievable. Like Homer Simpson. He, he's a mess. And, uh, like, yeah, look, ooh, a crayon. I like, I'm like shoving like an orange crayon up my brain. Um, <laughs> like Homer. You remember they pull the, the crayon out of Homer's brain and he turns into a genius? Mm-hmm. That, uh, without the crayon or something. Well, they anyway, pull out, what they pull out of his brain? The crayon. I think he got the crayon jump. You know, no, no, he jammed the crayon in his brain. He yeah, turned him into a genius. And then they took it out because it was a health risk and it turned him back into the same old Homer. It was a very, oh, you said crown sweet episode. It's a, what do you call it? A crayon or a crayon? Crown. Crayon. It's a crayon. It's a, it's a crayon. If you want to, yeah, put it. there's people say that differently, by the way. Crayon. It's crayon. Yeah. If you, you with, in, if you want to say it in the King's English, Peter, it is crayon. Were you good with crayons when you were a kid? No, but my son's pretty good with them. I was good. I used to draw plays when I was four. Ooh, that. that's, kind of, that's, that's very odd brand for you, Pete. Um, okay, moving along to the next game, the Cardinals. Oh no, that's not. I just can't, I cannot get this order right. It's, I'm a total total disaster. Uh, the Raiders minus three at the Falcons. Total of fifty five. Pete, who do you like in this game? I like the Falcons. Uh, the Raiders put a lot into that game last week against the Chiefs and, and actually played really well. And I was impressed with what they did. But I still think they have major defensive problems. Uh, the, the Saints got all over Matt Ryan. The pass rush affected him, impacted him in a big way. The Raiders aren't as good on that side of the ball. So I think they're going to score. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. But I think the Falcons, you talk about a team on the money line. I'd probably take the Falcons as well here. Uh, are you going to give me the points at home? I'll take them. I'll take the Falcons. Yeah, the look at 
look ahead was a pick em, so this is a big line move after Atlanta completely flopped against New Orleans. I can't take Atlanta again. I took Atlanta in that game, and that offense disappeared. This is an easier defense for them to solve, though. But, but you know, what about Julio's health? We don't know. It's Wednesday. We don't know how Julio's going to look. Um, if he's back, you know, I lean to the Falcons in the over, but I'm going to stay away here and just make it a lean. Raiders, I think, are legit offensively. I still don't trust their defense. 32nd of points per drive, so that's where I would be on the over, but Julio has to play. I like the over as well. I just think this is a Raiders team that's going to be involved in the over, but I agree with you. If Julio's not playing, that's a big problem. The Julio and Kenny Galladay are really this season the two guys that um, are Jenga pieces for their respective offenses each week. When Kenny Galladay doesn't play, the Lions fall apart unless they magically put up 40 points yesterday without him. Then ignore that. And when Julio Jones doesn't play, Matt Ryan is just a much worse quarterback. So uh, I, I like the over as well in that spot. But I agree. If Julio Jones plays, um, I think regardless, I will take. I will also take the Raiders as a best bet. I think the Raiders are a good football team, and they're going to pound, pound the Falcons. So uh, I believe Pete and I are against each other. That's on, a good sign. That is a good sign for you. Yeah. Um, Chargers at Bills, Pete. Bills minus five and a half, a total of 53 and a half. And I looked at the weather. It's supposed to be like 48 and sunny, which is a good thing for a lot of points. Uh, both defenses have all kinds of problems, and uh, I think both quarterbacks are, are playing really good football. I think there's going to be a, a ton of points in this game up and down the field. And I think the Bills will play it a lot like they did a couple weeks ago when they just threw it and threw it and threw it and threw it. They'll throw it all over the place. And I think Herbert's going to throw it all over the place as well. So I like the over. In fact, that's one of my best bets is the over in this game. I also have a best bet in this game. I am the the uh, the constant Bills pessimist apparently because my best bet is the Chargers plus five and a half. This is the spot to take the Chargers. They're healthy. They're healthier on defense. They're getting healthier all over. But they're on big, you know, medium underdogs against a good team that is flawed though. I think Buffalo, as good as they played this year, they they've had flaws exposed throughout the year. That Chargers offense has been really good outside of the Dolphins game. They can score against a mediocre Bills defense that hasn't really stopped anyone this year. And that Chargers defense, like I said, healthier now. They still aren't giving them much yardage lately, despite giving up high scores. In, in the on the scoreboard, the the yardage numbers haven't been there. But the key stat here for me is Buffalo's twenty sixth and third down defense, and the Chargers' offense is seventh. I think the Chargers can extend drives and rally back if needed to get that backdoor cover if they happen to be down, you know, 10, 12 points, something like that. Uh, Buffalo probably going to win the game, but you can't expect them to win big against a good offense. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, uh, no matter which way it goes. So love the Chargers plus five and a half. Yeah, that's too many points for the Chargers. I agree with you. I don't have anything in this game as a best bet, but I would lean uh, towards both the uh, Chargers and the over if I was making a bet in this particular game. Uh, Pete, any thought on the actual game itself? Buffalo. Okay, so no no parlay here. we got to put together a parlay at some point. Uh, but I mean, I just think I think Buffalo is the better team, and I certainly believe that the Chargers can lose, but I think typically they're going to lose a close game. So I will, uh, I will go with the Chargers plus five and a half, but just as a lean. Pete, we have Saints minus five and a half at the Broncos total, 43 and a half. Your thoughts? This is my anti Taysom Hill pick. Uh, I, <laughs> I just don't believe in, in Taysom Hill. I just don't. I think he's one of those guys had a okay game against the awful defense and everybody's propping him up like he's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, it wasn't fantastic. It was average at best. He didn't throw a touchdown pass against a bad defense. And now he's going to play a good defense and the defense is playing a lot better. And I think it's going to be problematic for him. This wouldn't be a shock to me. Denver win the game, 
Uh, but I'll take them plus the points as one of my best bets. I really wanted to fade Taysom Hill too with that exact same logic. I can't see him being good twice in a row like he was there. But Denver's coming off an upset win at home. That's typically not a spot I'm looking to play a team, you know, a team that isn't that good in Denver to win back-to-back games or stay close to it in back-to-back games. But that second one against a really good team overall. Denver's offense is 32nd in DVOA, 30th in points per drive, but they've had 400 plus yards in three of their last five games. So I don't really know if they're a good offense or a bad offense. You know, it's just the numbers kind of uh, disagree there. But that New Orleans defense, I do know they are stellar. They've been three great games in a row. Defense is at top of their game. They might get the New Orleans cover even if Taysom is bad. I think you could see a, the the Saints winning a 23 to 10 game with uh, with a defensive touchdown from the Saints, and that wouldn't be that shocking to me. So um, I'm just going to lean to Denver. I don't have the uh the gumption the the to put it as a best bet here like pete does yeah i am a little nervous by them as well although vic fangio for as much as he can't get the offense going in a, in a big way and it seems like drew Locke is sort of struggling to find things and the it's just not impressive the defense keeps you know looking really good like they, like he's coaching up that defense bradley chubb is low-key having a great season He's top 10 in edge pressures, uh, in the entire NFL on the course of the season. I think six and a half sacks and, uh, 10, maybe 15 quarterback hits over just 10 games. So really good season from him without Von Miller there. Uh, Pete, your boy Justin Simmons has been awesome this year and deserves all pro recognition. And I, I just think, uh, I think the Broncos will keep it close because that's what they do. But the Taysom Hill factor and how Sean Payton schemes him up is a little concerning for me. So. Do you like Denver too? RJ yeah. likes Denver. Yes. And I like it. So let's put it in a parlay. By the way, all right, let's put the Broncos plus five and a half in a parlay. Do, should we add the Jets in the parlay? I was going to say, before we fill up the parlay, make some room for the Jets. Yeah, let's make yeah. the Jets. All right, so Jets okay. plus seven, Broncos plus five and a half. There's a ton of road chalk this week. Yeah. A ton of it. And I, and I got roped into taking a lot of the home dogs too. I I like a lot of the home dogs out there. Um, would you money line parlay the Broncos and the Jets? I would. All right. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just don't know about that offense against the Saints defense. That's my only concern here. The Saints are a really good team. They're like number one in DVOA. I think or somewhere near the top in DVOA. It's just hard for me to to picture them laying a couple. Don't you think they come down a little bit this week, RJ? I mean, they play the division rival at home. And granted, the Falcons aren't good, but it was Taysom Hill. You rise up your game to try and cover for him. And now you go out on the road in the altitude. I don't know. I just think it's a tough scenario. But, but what does coming what does coming down look like? Does it look like 10 points, 13 points? Does it look like 17, 20 points. <laughs> if they, yeah, but can, even in that game, as dominant as they were, the Falcons had the ball to cut it to a one-score lead. Remember, they hit the fourth down play to Julio, could have cut it to a one-score game if they go in there. And and so I, I, it wasn't – it was dominant on defense. It wasn't dominant on offense, and that's why I think that, that they could lose that game. We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I just think Denver's defense is playing really well. Let's do uh, – let's, let's do this. One unit, Jets, Broncos against the spread, and then sprinkle – I don't know. Like a, let's say if your unit is uh fifty dollars, put ten dollars on the money line parlay. I'm good. All right. You got a third third team to add to that money line parlay here in a sec. Ooh, okay. Well let's uh let's get oh, hello. Let's get to it. Titans at the Colts. Colts minus three and a half Pete total fifty one and a half. Yeah, this this game is interesting because they played what, a couple weeks ago, and it was a blowout in the second half, but it was a close game. And so for that standpoint, it's hard to – it's when you look at it, it's hard to evaluate that. So 
Um, but I, I, I would lean to the Colts a little bit because I think back-to-back road games for the Titans, I know they rallied to win that game last week, but I, I would probably lean to the Colts. Not a best bet, but I would definitely lean to Indy. Yeah, I lean to Indy too. It's a revenge spot here for Tennessee after Indy beat them up on, on Thursday night football a few weeks back. Tennessee offense held under 300 yards in three of the last five games. All of them came against good defenses. Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Indy. Uh, Indy qualifies as a good defense. Obviously, they're in that list. Indy offense is starting to find a groove. They've had 30 plus points in four of their last five, including that Tennessee game. But this is Tennessee season. So it's only a lean to, to Indy for me. Um, cause I think all the matchup stuff does benefit Indy, but Tennessee could throw the kitchen sink here. They have a great co- head coach. Um, I would like you to if you get to Indy minus three, I would I would at that point probably make Indy a, a solid bet. But at three and a half, I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, three and a half makes me a little nervous too. I tend to like over in this spot. Possibly, uh, it's easy to like overs with Tennessee, but you know Indianapolis is prone to let try out Rodrigo Blankenship and, and kick a bunch of field goals. So that would be uh, of slight concern to me. But if I had to take a pick here, it would be the Colts. Uh, no best bet. I think I think Indy Indy knows that. You know, it's Tennessee season, but this is the division championship. I mean, this is the division title game for Indianapolis, too. And by the way, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, by the way, the Broncos were part of my second part of my teaser with the Packers. It was Broncos Packers. Yeah. 11 and a half then? Yeah. Okay. I just, um, don't, you know, it's when you have those type of spots where it is a, a de facto playoff game, you know, for these teams, I think coaches do tend to get a little more conservative. So under would be the look there if you're looking at the total. Okay. Uh, let's look at the Browns minus six and a half at the Jaguars. The total is 49, Pete. Mike Glennon, my guy. Mike Glennon starting for the Jaguars. This is their third quarterback of the year. They're hosting the Browns. Are they tanking, or do you think they can pull off a win here? They're playing him because Doug Marone thinks he can win more with him. I mean, they only played Luton to find out what he was for the future, and it's clear the future doesn't include Doug Marone. So he's going to play who he thinks gives him the best opportunity to win, and that would be Mike Glennon. He's a veteran quarterback. He's seen a lot more. I just don't think they're very good on defense. They played better last week against Pittsburgh, but now Josh Allen's gone. I mean, they're, they're banged up on that side of the ball. Their corners, they don't even know who they're going to be next there, except for Trey Herndon. Uh, I think there's going to be opportunity to run the ball at will against them, which we know Cleveland can do. Uh, and I just don't believe in Mike Glenn. I don't think he's very good. So I will take Cleveland minus the points. I don't love it, but I will lay the points. Mike Glennon isn't good, but he is NFL replacement level. He's been in this league for a long time, and he is good enough to remain in the league for a long time. Jake Luton might be out of the league in two, three years. You know, he he can be moving on. Um, so I don't think you can consider them anywhere near the same type of backup. We Glennon has proven himself, and because of that, I love the Jaguars here. Best bet to the Jaguars plus six and a half. Would have loved them more if Minshew played. I think that uh Jaguars can win this game because Marone isn't tanking, like Pete said. He's trying to put wins on his resume for his next opportunity. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure he knows at this point he's, he's not going to be in Jacksonville, but it looks good if you can come out and win these games. And that Jacksonville defense, not good. You know what other defense might not be good? The Cleveland defense. They're missing Miles Garrett again. Denzel Ward is likely out. He's their only cornerback that I trust. They're already given up 37 points per game in their four road games on the road. They're 38, 38, 38, and 34. They are not a good defense to take on the road. And there's nothing good about that Jacksonville D, but Cleveland scored just 38 points total on their three-game homestand. So I know some of the weather affected some of that, but I can't trust them to come out, run the ball down Jacksonville's throat, and score a ton of points here because that's just not how they've been the last few weeks. I don't trust Baker Mayfield throwing the ball, especially with Beckham gone. Um, so I don't know that the Browns can score a ton of points. I think the Jaguars can stay in this game, make it a game, and possibly win at the end. 
I kind of like it. Now, is this the team you were referencing that you want to throw in the money line parlay? Because it doesn't sound like Pete is going to agree with us there. Right. I don't think it's not a not a Pete team, but not, Jaguars Jets money line parlay for all the money. No, I, Jaguars Broncos is better. I mean, uh, Jets Broncos is better. Jets Broncos, man, um, spicy. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't hate throwing the all three of them in the money line parlay. Just sprinkle ten bucks on it. I mean, it, you know, you're gonna get, you're gonna cash. Maybe sprinkle twenty bucks on it if you really want to make some cash. Um, it, it could happen. This feels like a crazy week in the NFL. Just, you know, it's early. We'll see what happens with these Thanksgiving games, uh, the two game slate. But uh, I don't know. Um, I like the Jaguars too. That's too many points. The Browns are sort of a fraudulent team. Now, could they go to Jacksonville and just pound the ball with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb? Absolutely. And that would lead to Mike Glennon being forced to throw a ton. But I do think you can run. Miles Garrett's not going to play in this game. You can run against the Browns. James Robinson could have a big game here. Look, Mike is, as RJ points out, a replacement level quarterback in the NFL. Like he is a good backup. He doesn't have a ton of pieces around him, but this is, I mean, he's on a one year deal with the Jaguars and he's getting a, sh- a shot to start on Thanksgiving. This is a pretty big deal for him considering he's, I mean, as a backup quarterback, you're playing for another contract. If he goes out and plays really well, he can convince somebody to give him some big cash in the offseason. And I think that he, he loves playing. He's going to keep playing. And every, every opportunity he gets, he's gotten hosed at, uh, different spots for various reasons, whether it's in college or at the NFL. And I think he'll go out there and he'll play really well. I mean, he's not an elite quarterback. Far from it. But, uh, I think he'll, I think he'll have a good day. I like this Jaguars money line. I like the Jaguars against the spread. Moving along to the Panthers and Vikings. Vikings minus four, Pete, total 48 and a half. Yeah, this is a tough one. Well, who's going to start a quarter? It looks like Teddy Bridgewater will start against his former team, or at least it looks that way. Um, will McCaffrey play? We don't know. Um, I'd be careful with him if I were the Panthers. But I just think that the Vikings blew an opportunity last week to get back into the playoff race. And so where's their head? And what's the deal with Thielen? And, and I mean, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. I would lean to the Vikings in this spot. I don't love it on either way. So my pick is the Vikings, but it's not a best bet. Yeah, I didn't really like either side of the spread, but I have a best bet over 48 and a half. Should have Teddy back facing a D that just struggled against Andy Dalton. Teddy's better than Andy Dalton. He's got better, he's got good weapons here. He doesn't have like the Amari Cooper or CD Lamb, all those weapons, but pretty good weapons in Carolina. They showed in the first half of the year, they were pretty solid offensively. That Panthers shut out likely a mirage. You expect them to revert back to giving up 400 yards a game and 25 plus points per game the way that they had been doing before they got to play, uh, uh, uh Matthew Safford that only had one thumb. Uh, the defense hasn't had a break all year. The buys around the corner. I think they could be spent here for Carolina. And even if Thielen doesn't make it back, I think the Vikings are going to score enough to push to push us over with uh, Jefferson and Cook leading the way against a defense that hasn't been good. So, love the over here. 48 and a half just seems at least three points too low. Uh, I, 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 could get, I can get down with that. I think that's a low total. I also think that sometimes Carolina gets a little bogged down in terms of their scoring. Maybe if P.J. Walker is playing, we'll see what happens there. But if you know, he's, they seem to push the tempo with him a little bit. Um, no Christian McCaffrey, of course. But Look, the, the easy best bet here that I'm not going to take credit for, but I'm going to keep pointing out is the Dalvin Cook over rush yards. They lost and he still got there. Uh, he still got there against the Bears. He got there against the Cowboys. He's going to get there against the Panthers. It has to be 125 rush yards for me not to take the over on Dalvin Cook rush yards as a prop. Now, again, I'm not going to take that as a best bet because we don't do that on this podcast, but that's what I'm slamming for the next couple of weeks. So Dalvin Cook over rush yards every week that you get a chance right, let's take a break when we come back we'll rip through the rest of the games the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived 
Based on the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Seahawks, minus five at the Eagles. The total is 50. Pete, what do you think about this game? Well, Seattle went there and beat them twice last year, once in the regular season, once in the playoffs. If they played right now in the playoffs, they would go there again. Think about that, the way they're seated out right now. Um, I don't think it'll hang it'll stay that way, but I think Seattle goes in there and, and, and will throw the football around. We know Wilson can do what he can do, and I think their defense has played a lot better. I mean, the Eagles' offensive line is bad. And, and they, we thought Peters would be able to hold up. He's not holding up. His body's breaking down. He's a shell of himself. And I thought Seattle showed something in their last game against Arizona, much better on defense. Uh, so I'll take Seattle minus the points. I hate laying that many, that many points on the road in, in prime time, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah, you're right. Seattle's defense has been playing better the last few weeks. You know, it seems hard to think that the Seattle defense can keep the back door closed and cover the big number here if they're up 10, 11 points. Seems like the Eagles can get a late touchdown just the way the Seattle uh, season has gone. But, um, you know, that defense is playing better and that Philly offense has gotten healthier, but it hasn't gotten better. You know, the D, their defense hasn't been causing many turnovers, 29th in turnover percentage. Russ didn't have any turnovers last week. I think he's passed those issues that he had in that four game span where he just kept turning the ball over. Um, so yeah, it just seems like the lean here should be to Seattle. A little too many points for, for me to go on the road here. Um, just because I, I still worry about that defense giving up a backdoor cover, but, um, I would lean that way. Yeah, I would take the Eagles. I think it's a back. Uh, look, this feels like a, all this road chalk stinks. This much road chalk. I mean, maybe all these, maybe home field advantage doesn't matter anymore, but I mean, should the Eagles really be just minus plus five in given like how, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like do you, RJ, do you think that factors in home field advantage at all? I don't think they're giving a ton for home field advantage at this point because the the road teams have covered more than 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 uh you know home teams this year. So I think it has adjusted a little bit down. You know, we don't see a lot of three point spreads anymore. We're seeing a lot of these two and a halves and and twos a lot more than we used to. So I do think that is a factor in here. Um but yeah, I don't know if I can get with you the Eagles. I mean they just have not looked good all year. They're terrible. But it is I mean, look, it is a home field game, you know, is a home game in primetime. I think home primetime dogs have been better the last few weeks than they had early on in the season. And let's not sleep on the fact that this is the Eagles friggin' Super Bowl. I mean, they, they gotta like go win this game and all of a sudden you're back in the driver's seat in that, in a division that you have no business winning. So, uh, I will take the Eagles here. Plus Even five. if they lose the game, they're still alive, Brinson. Yeah. yeah I, I, I disagree on the Super Bowl thing. I think if you're an NFC East team, the only thing you're worried about right now is beating other NFC East teams. That's the only thing that matters really in your division. Do that. You get to the playoffs. I, I don't like it as best bet. I'm just telling you, I would take the. I like the over here, though. I think Eagles will score. I think Eagles get 21. What's the weather like though Monday? I don't know the answer to that. Are you expecting Carson Wentz to play a full 60 minutes? 
No, it's Jalen Hurts, 60 minutes. And I like the over two. <laughs> uh, oh, man, Duncan on Carson Wentz. What, is, what could be better? Cardinals, minus two and a half on the road. Bill Belichick, a, ro- a home dog to Cliff Kingsbury. 2020 is screwed up, Pete. The Pats are plus two and a half at home. Total, 49 and a half. What do you think? I had a tough time with this game. I mean, you know, Arizona was terrible, I thought. Uh, on offense last week and you know they get rested now they got to go travel again uh and it, it, new england was awful on defense i mean deshaun watson came out and threw it and threw it and threw it and they threw more on first down it was nice to see for them they're doing more of that in, in houston i think arizona will do that in this spot but i had a hard time i don't love the game i'll take the cardinals but i don't love it and it's scary to lay those points on the road against belichick yeah, I lean to the Cardinals, too. The only reason it's not a best bet is because we don't know about Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray's shoulder at this point of the week. So if he gets to Friday, you guys are listening to this, and you're confident that, that Murray's healthy and he's going to be fine, I would roll with Arizona, especially if you can still get two and a half. I think Arizona's going to roll. That de- that defense in New England somehow is terrible, and I never thought you'd see that with a Bill Belichick team, but 32nd in DVOA, like I keep bringing up. Um, the offense has had some good games lately for New England, but Arizona's D isn't Houston or the Jets' D. They're 11th in DVOA and third in red zone percentage. They can actually get some stops when they need to. New England's high score in the last seven games is 30. Arizona had five straight games of 30-plus before that Thursday night loss. So I think Arizona can get the 30 here for sure against a bad defense if Kyler is healthy, and that seems to be about where New England tops out. So this could be 30-20. to 20. It could be something like that, and I think that might have been the exact score that uh, Pete predicted in his picks column, which I added last night was 30-20, to 20, and that seemed very realistic to me. Uh, yeah, I'll take the under as a best bet here because the Cardinals, people think of them as this high scoring team. And I, I get that the Patriots uh, don't stop anybody, but Arizona is quietly methodical, eat up a ton of clock. Um, I do think Arizona will win. I don't mind them as a, as a, as a very nice play either, even though I've been talking up road chalk or, you know, as, as dangerous and this is as dangerous as it gets. Um, Kingsbury could be outmatched by Belichick here. I'm not sure it'll really matter. I think Belichick wants to slow the game down. Rex Burkhead done for the year. Could see a lot of Damian Harris, a lot of Cam Newton rushing the ball. And I, I think Kyler, I mean, I think Cam Newton will get up for this game, but I'm not sure it matters. Um, you know, put Patrick Peterson or Jacoby Myers and force Demir Bird to beat you. I don't think there'll be a lot of points in here. I think this will be a lot more methodical than people think. 50 is a bit high for me. So I will take the under here as a best bet. Just a few more games to go in this slate. The Giants minus six at the Bengals. The Giants are six point favorites on the road. Total 43, Pete. What do you think? Brandon Allen, Brandon Allen, Brandon Allen. No, no. Ryan Finley got benched. We are going to get four NC State quarterbacks starting this week, and Brandon Allen's ruining it. Yeah, well, they must know something in practice that we don't know. And I mean, Finley was terrible last week, but I think they feel like Brandon Allen gives a better chance to win. I I don't think they're going to win this game. I think the Giants are starting to play good football, a better football, and they're clearly in the division race. Joe Judge has done a good job with that team. They've responded to him. Uh, Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over in the last game. That's huge for them. Uh, and I think they're rested coming off their bye. So I will take the Giants and lay the points. Hard to believe I'm laying that many points on the road, but I'm going to without Joe Burrow. Yeah, Giants minus six on the road is crazy. I know that they're playing better and they're in the, they're in the quote unquote playoff race, but if you're racing four boats and the other three boats are, are taking on water, it doesn't really matter how good your boat is. You're in the race. You know, it's a, anything can happen there. But that's a brutal injury for Burrow. I just can't see how Cincinnati rallies back and gets up for this game. Um, so, uh, since these D's struggled, but they also played a lot of solid offenses this year, they only allowed 20 versus Washington, which hasn't been a solid offense. 
uh, the Giants offense hasn't exploded for big point totals. They're just 28th in points per drive. Um, best bet here for me is under 43. Um, I've seen Brandon Allen play pro football, so I think the under is going to be a good bet here with this game. And uh, J- the Giants are the other part of my teaser. Tease them down to pick them. Take them to win this game. I just don't think the Bengals are going to show up for this game. And even if the Giants offense doesn't play well, they're going to get the win. So teaser for me is Giants, pick them, and Packers minus 2.5, and, and best bet under 43 in this game. Yeah, Giants DST is is a viable play in DFS and regular fantasy. They could create turnovers, and that would be my only concern about the over-under is that the Giants might have a score or two on defense. I mean, that's how bad the Bengals' offense could be. T. Higgins has been a really nice piece for them. Tyler uh, Tyler Boyd, excellent. A.J. Green actually scored last week. Don't think it matters with Brandon Allen. There's no Joe Mixon. This is not a great spot for the for the, for the the Bengals, obviously. Uh, I would – I wouldn't take the Giants as the best bet, but that would be my pick in that spot. I might have a light slate here because of all my uh, terrible hosting duties that I'm handling uh, so far on this slate. Plus, you got plenty of other college basketball to bet on. You don't have to load it up with college football or with professional football. 49ers at the Rams. Rams minus seven uh, total here of 45, Pete. This is an overreaction line. I really believe that. Uh, we saw the Rams on Monday night. Uh, they were outstanding on both sides of the ball against Tampa Bay. Uh, but I, this is a division game, and they know each other, and the 49ers are coming off uh, their bye. They're rested. I think they're getting – they probably or could have Mostert back in this game, which I think would be big for them. I know the Rams have played great defense this year, but you're giving me more than a touchdown. I'm taking it, uh, and this is one of my best bets. I'm taking the Niners plus touchdown in this game. Yeah, I think there's probably some value on Niners plus seven for those reasons you said. I like the under better. I think it's a expected field position game. I'm still not taking it as best bet. I would just lean that way. San Fran won the first meeting 24 to 16. I'd be surprised if they scored that many points with the Rams defense shining. That San Francisco defense had a rough run before the bye, but they did have to play three top offenses. It was Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans. I mean, you're going to have struggles at, well, no matter what defense you are in that spot. So I think you could be better here against a rival. They know well Shanahan in this coaching matchup. You know, he knows his team well so i think it's going to be a lower lower scoring game i think there is value on the 49ers if you do want to go that way but 49ers and or under would be the look here yeah i got no interest in taking either of the teams here the rams are playing well but it is a come down spot for them um of course you are on shorter rest you have to play a divisional rival and i think those don't unders uh typically perform well in the second divisional matchups that sounds right but i don't have the data for that i think that's right we saw that with uh who was it the other day uh oh seattle arizona under. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that works out. So I, I don't mind the under here at all. Sean, look, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are just younger versions of Pete Carroll. Like they're, you know, an offensive minds, not defensive minds. Like in terms of conservative nature, they're really conservative. And we saw it on Monday Night Football. And I think we can see it in this spot too, because, you know, the Rams don't want to come out here and they're not going to come out just like slinging it, trying to embarrass the 49ers. They want to make sure they get this divisional win. It's huge in that divisional chase. So I, I like that under a lot. Uh, it's not one of my best bets because, RJ made it one of his, but I, I, I think it's a pretty good, pretty good wager there. All right. It. Um, take it. I didn't make it a best bet. Oh, um, no, I don't want to steal from you. <laughs> I didn't take it. Is that the last, is that the last game on the slate? That's all of them. That's, That's all it. the games. Holy cow. With all Devo's lack of preparation, we really sped through all these games. He would bog us down. He was bogged down the clock. You bogged us down. We would have been out of here in about ten minutes ago if you didn't bog us down by all your being in eighteen different directions. I'm flying every which way. I'm trying to build out a DFS uh, thing too, because I have to record that with Frank in five minutes. Uh, so let's get out of here. I'll finish building that rundown. Um, why don't you give me your best bets, each of y'all? 
All right, I'll go. Yes. Uh, my best bet is a teaser of the Giants and uh, and Packers. That's my teaser. I got Jets plus seven. I got uh, Chargers plus five and a half. I got Jaguars plus six and a half. I got over in the Panthers Vikings game forty eight and a half. I got under in the Giants Bengals game under forty three. You wanted our best bet or best bets? Your best bets. Okay. Jets plus seven, Falcons plus three, Bills Chargers over, 49ers plus the touchdown, Broncos plus the touchdown, and my Broncos Packers teaser. Those are my best bets. I'm taking points in a lot of games at home. I like it. Yeah, you do like that. Um, all right. I've, I've got a bunch of over-unders and then two games against spreads. We're all on the Jaguar. We're on the Jets plus seven. I guess I'm on the Broncos too, right? Broncos plus five and a half as well. Okay. So I'll do, Bears under 45, Chiefs over 56, Jets plus seven, Broncos plus five and a half, Seahawks over 50, Raiders minus three, Raiders over 55. Am I supposed to do a parlay this week? Cause I think you can go to cbsports.com slash parlay at the right address. Probably. And you can win up to a thousand dollars cash by picking teams against the spread. You have to pick five teams against the spread. I will take as my parlay. The Cardinals minus two and a half. I'm going to list six teams and Pete or RJ can rip one of them off. Cardinals minus two and a half. 49ers plus seven. Giants minus six. Uh, Broncos plus five and a half. Colts minus three and a half and Raiders minus three. Raiders. Raiders. Okay. You got the rest of the parlay and then the pick six podcast parlay. Broncos plus five and a half. Jets plus seven. Jets plus seven. And that's it, right? And let's see, do we like the either the over in the Chargers-Bills game or the over in the Panthers-Vikings game? I think it's probably our, our best bet for a third one. I like the Chargers-Bills over. I do too. Okay, that's it. So two Pick 6 podcast parlays this week. One for the full unit, Jets plus seven, Broncos plus five and a half, Chargers-Bills over 53 and a half. And then for just a little sprinkle on the money line, whatever you want to feel like, you're feeling frisky. You'll see the odds when you put it in. Jets, Broncos, money line parlay. And if you want to go with the RJ multiplier special, Jets, Broncos, Jaguars, money line parlay. Mm. So ugly, think, it looks good. If that thing hits, <laughs> look, here's the reality. If that thing hits, you don't want to be not on it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's gonna, it pays out like 25 to one. It's gotta be right. Or like 18 to one. If it hits, I want to shoot to the top of the uh, the best bets and standings. Count that oh, one no. for 10 for me. No, you got to earn your right to get to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Pete. All right. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll uh, should be back next week after the holidays with Kenny White. Of course, Debo will be back as well. We will have a full podcast schedule for you, though. See you guys later.